Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. How's everybody doing today? Ambrosia with the purple hair. With the purple hair. Purple hair don't care. I love it. Thank you. It's so vibrant and fun and colorful. It is. I'm going to get more purple in it, I think. Like in the front. In the front. In the front. More more streaky. Yeah. Like like kind of, I want it more blended. You know what I mean? I love the way that he did it, but I want it like more blended. Blended. Got it. Well, yeah, it looks awesome. I, uh, you know, when you have blonde hair like that, it looks so good, I feel like, with color. Like, thank you. Such a good contrast. Um, How's everything going with you, Ambie? You know, today's a really good day. Yesterday sucked, but today's a really good day because I just cleaned up my whole backyard by myself. This is a big deal. Wow. Because. Because this is the first time in 10 fucking years that I have not asked anybody to help me with something and not been like, "Mm, I don't want to do this. I'm going to have somebody else do this. This is the first time that I've been like, I'm going to fucking do this. And I did it. And it was a challenge, but I feel really good that I accomplished it. So all of like my patio furniture, all of my pool vacuum stuff, all of that is in this tiny little shed. And Congrats. I made it all fit in there quite nicely. So Congrats. You know, we're today's yeah. the first day out of Mercury retrograde. So I feel like when things go direct, it's like super – it's suddenly you get this boost of energy to move forward with things, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I I just did the same, something similar where like I've been putting off doing all of these things for so long. And I literally just had an hour where I sat down and was just like – like it all just – I swear to God, I crossed off 10 things off my to-do list that I've been struggling to do for a month and in, yeah. in under an hour. Isn't that crazy? Like, you know, when we talk about energy and alignment of energy, like it really is the truth. It's like, you know, you could sit and try to make yourself do something when you're not in alignment. It will feel like it takes a hundred years. If you wait for the right time, it'll feel like you're flying, you know? It will feel great. And I feel like that's how it's supposed to feel. Great in alignment, smooth, and like you've really done something big. And that's how I feel today. I feel fucking fantastic. Um, yes. So, you know, it it goes so on topic with what we're talking about today. Like you're not who you were in the past, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about this today as I was moving all of this furniture and 
some of it was pretty heavy. And um, I was thinking like, I used to be so independent. I used to like almost toxically independent, like, don't help me. I've got this. And like, really not ask for help. And then I swung the other way and became so dependent on someone else. And now I feel like I'm falling into that middle area where it's like, okay, if I physically can't do this because I'm going to hurt myself, like I need to ask for help, but let me try to figure out a different way to do this. So I can accomplish this task or, um, it's that nice balance of being independent and not relying on other people, but also being able to ask for help. So good for me. Good for you. Yeah. Finding balance. Amen. Thank you. Do you want to go into the topic? Yeah, let's go into the topic. So a couple of things brought this up that I won't go into, but essentially, um, I had someone compare me to who I was 10 years ago and It's not even a real comparison because nobody is who they were 10 years ago. To compare someone to who they were 10 years ago is insane and crazy time. But it brought on this concept and this idea of I'm not the same person that I was a year ago, right? Like, I don't think you're the same person that you were a year ago. I think that we've been through so many different things independently and together that we're not the same people that we were. And so it's really this, today we want to talk about this idea of comparing yourself to who you were in the past and then other people comparing you to who you were in the past or their perception of who you were or their expectation of where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this topic because... What is your view on it? I love this topic because, um, you know, I feel like for me... I don't feel like, well, there are a couple instances where people can bring up things from the past, but I feel like recently it's been more so myself, like not letting myself let go of my past, not letting myself let go of the old version of me, even though I've worked so hard to grow and learn and expand and evolve. And I have evolved so much, but I think sometimes my thoughts and my thought processes and my patterns don't let me fully acknowledge that and receive the benefit from that. It's like part of me is in the new place and in the new version of me. And then there's a part of me that keeps going back and saying, no, no, you're still this person. You're still this person. It's like it won't let me embrace the newness. And... You know, I think when I think about that, it makes me really sad because and it and it and it also seems kind of ridiculous because like you said, none of us are the same even as we were yesterday. Is it mm-hmm. more noticeable from, you know, it, it, it's less noticeable when you look at the person you were yesterday versus today because it's a very minor shift, but that that is the truth. No one none of us are the same person yesterday as today because yesterday we had a set of experiences that taught us something and showed us something and we learn from each one of those experiences no matter how big or small and you know I think I I love that about life like I love I love knowing that I love knowing that we're never the same and even physically our cells are constantly you know dying off and becoming new and you know they say like every seven years your whole body regenerates and I'm sure it sometimes it happens faster than that like so physically we're not the same person Mm -hmm. 
But I think your mentality has to, from the perspective I'm speaking of, your menta- you have to find a way for your mentality to um, allow for that understanding in order to take full advantage of it. Otherwise, it's like part of you is living in this new body and this new version of yourself, but you're not fully thriving in it. You're not fully enjoying it. You're not fully recognizing it. And I'm just willing to bet that a lot of our community can identify with that of, of, of not even acknowledging for themselves how much they've grown, you know? Mm, yeah, that's that's a good point. I think that we we are the harshest critics to ourselves, you know, and we always look at our, what we think are our flaws and our negative attributes. And the interesting aspect of this is that other people that look at us typically see our positive attributes and typically compare themselves to our positive attributes, which is really crazy if you think about it. Like when I look at you, I don't see the things that you're insecure about. I see all of the things that I wish I had in myself. Mm. So it's really interesting that you're perceiving yourself in a completely different way than most people perceive you. Totally. And exactly. I, I, I agree. Because you don't have to live in this body. Like, yeah. and I don't have to live in your body, you know? And it's so easy to look at people and think, oh, they have a perfect life or they're happy or they have nothing to be insecure about. Because from my perspective, if I had all of that, I wouldn't be secure at, insecure at all. Right. But then if you actually get in their shoes and have the experiences they had, it's like, you know, they have those insecurities for a reason. It's not just for no reason. So, mm-hmm. but I, I, but yeah, I mean, how crazy is it too that every single person's perspective of you is completely out of your control? There, You have not one iota of control of how anyone perceives you. And in fact, every single person who, who perceives you, who is not you, perceives you in a completely unique way that is very specific to them, right? Yeah, so these people, it's so crazy. And so these, which is so interesting how we try to control people's perception of us so much, right? Like that's like a big thing. It's like we try to curate our image and and and, and in reality – we don't really have that much control. All we have is control over what feels good to us, right? What feels in alignment with us. And um, and I, yeah, I just think it's really interesting. So when you're talking about somebody who ha- is comparing you to who, who you were like 10 years ago, you know, it's interesting to think about like why they might be doing that, right? Or like what, what part Definitely. of it. What part of them, maybe part of them wishes it was 10 years ago, you know, maybe part of them, mm. like who knows, but, but it's interesting how um, other people's perceptions of us really play into our triggers as well, you know? Yeah, that's true. And it's, ah, uh, I love what you just said. And I want to take it in for a second because controlling other people's perceptions of you is exhausting, I've decided I've given up on that. Like I get, sometimes I get so hung up on does, what does this person think of me? What does this person think of me? And then I get so hung up on, I want to look this way and I want to act this way and I want to blah, 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 blah. And I get so, it's almost like I get so exhausted with it that I'm like, fuck it. And I just kind of lose all 
will to impress anybody or to act (sighs) anything different than myself. And what's funny is that typically I get a response of people like that or people hate it. There's really no in between. I had someone say to me two days ago, they were like, I thought you were so sweet. I am so sweet, but I have boundaries. And when people don't like that, I don't become sweet anymore. And so that is their perception of me. Someone who has boundaries and says, I won't do this for you. I don't care if you're giving me money. I'm not going to do this because it now violates my boundary. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because that uh, boundary that I've set up, now I'm mean or now I'm a bitch or now I'm whatever. And unlike the person I was 10 years ago, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people perceiving me in a light of not positive. Like you think I mean, you think I'm a bitch. That's fine with me. If you think that, because I'm setting a line with you that you're not going to cross. So it's just really interesting. And 10 years ago, that would have brought me to tears. Shit. Three years ago, that would have brought me to tears. If someone called me a bitch or someone thought I was mean or whatever the case may be, you know, so it's interesting, but yeah, Totally. I mean, that is like the definition of freedom to me when you can actually genuinely not care what anyone thinks of you because the truth is they don't know you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what piece of information they're seeing from you or receiving Mm -hmm. from you. They don't actually know who you are. No one does. No one will ever actually know who you are besides you. They'll know a version of you. But they will yeah. never, the only person who will ever really know you is you. And of course, like, yes, your, your tight-knit circle, you know, your family, your the select friends might actually really b- get a good sense of you. But I feel like we live in this world where we're so afraid to, like, show who we really are, especially on social media and stuff, because we're so afraid of getting canceled or being misperceived, because it probably will be, because um, mm-hmm. you don't have control. And then, you know, having to always come back to that um, ha- to that knowing that it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because they don't actually know who you are. They're just reacting to their own perception of something that you said. But it's still scary. It's still very vulnerable. Um, and, you know, I I just recently, it's so funny, uh, last week I had, um, I had this idea. <laughs> I had this fun idea to mm-hmm. make some TikTok content where I, I, I always see these like pop culture TikTok accounts where they basically get to comment on everything. They, they never run out of content because there's so much happening in pop culture. They always have s- some content to make. And I always am like, man, that's that's fun. It's fun to like talk about this stuff. It's fun to talk about things that are going on that everyone can relate to, you know. But I guess for me, I've always I used to work in Hollywood entertainment news and it kind of triggers me to like talk about other people's business because to be honest, I don't want anyone talking about my business. Like if I were a celebrity, I don't want people to discuss my life. I I that I don't. So it always felt really out of alignment for me. But then last week, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly released that article for, um, what was it, GQ? GQ, yeah. And so the quotes from this article were just like insane. And I had this- Because they're fucking crazy. Go ahead, sorry. And I had this fun idea in the shower where I get all my best ideas to, um, to, make, a tic- to make a TikTok series 
like joke kind of jokingly but also serious like spiritual girl interprets this for like the regular person who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about when they're talking about like this is a solar flare of a relationship and like twin flames and all the people who don't know what that means right oh my god I'm so sick of twin flames go ahead (laughs) so I so I end up making the series it catches fire immediately cool I, I had fun making it it really was fun yeah I saw it I actually sent it to somebody oh thank you Yeah, and a lot of people were talking about it. It was good and blah, blah, blah. And then when I finally got done, I kind of rewatched it. And I realized that in the beginning, the first one I made, I don't know if I was trying to be funny or I was just trying to like be in – I don't know what the hell. But I just made some remarks in the beginning that I just was like cringing at myself because – I felt like it implied that I thought I was more spiritual than somebody or that I was better than them or that um, I know so much. You know, it put off this. this. Can I pause you really fast? Yeah. You are more spiritual than most people. Just throwing that out there. You are better than most people. And you do know a lot about this subject than most people do. Because this is the best friend pep talk. Because not only are you a bad bitch, you are a kind person. And don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't boast about yourself because you should boast about yourself because you're fucking awesome. Okay, continue. Sorry. Thank you. I hear you, but I feel like I could boast about myself in terms of I've started this podcast, I've built this business. I've but when when I'm like, there's just it doesn't matter. The the point the point is. What's up? But in, I'm going to interrupt you again. But in our society, here's the thing. You don't like people don't. And the, everybody, please listen to this because everybody should be boasting about themselves. Here's why. Because in our society, we don't get to say, I want to lift each other up and then at the same time, tear each other down. It doesn't work like that. You pick. You either pick to lift people up or you're a fucking bully and you tear people down. Those are your choices. And I don't feel like it's fair to be on both sides of the fence, because that's where we've been for decades. We as women have been like, oh, I don't want to be too boastful. No, fuck it. Boast about yourself. You're super spiritual. You're a spiritual badass. You're pretty. You're smart. You're funny. And fuck people if they don't like you. Okay. But to that exact point that you just said, that was why I ended up taking this first video. I didn't delete it. I just made it private so I could put it back up whenever I want. But the listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> The very first video, I'm sitting here saying like, you know, I really have good intentions and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm like being mean unnecessarily about this content. Like I'm like, they're so cringy. This is making me cringe. Yes, they are. But it's this is exactly what you just said is you don't get to be both. And I felt like I was mean for no reason in the beginning and then was all love and light after. And it's not that I don't get to have opinions and it's not that I can't ever say anything mean. Of course I can. It's just that when I really thought about what do I want out there representing me? Do mm-hmm. I want that? No, I don't. If someone shows me this in a year and says, you know, or even in a month, are you proud of what you said right here? I'd say no, I'm not. I actually think that's really gross. I wouldn't like to say that. So it, I just think we live in an age, hold on, I just think we live okay. in an age of social media where everyone's really quick to just say shit and right. they don't think about it and they don't mm-hmm. think about how they would feel if they were shown this back or if it went, if, if it was put all over the news or something. They don't know, they don't think about how that would 
how they would feel about it. They'd just make it and just send it off and never think about it again. And the truth is, it's not never thought of again. It's out there. And do you... I. I think that I obsess over things to an unhealthy degree. I will be the first to admit that. But I also think that with regards to the content I want to make, I want to make sure that I would stand by it. Just like I would stand by like a book that I wrote that I put my name on, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's not that we can't have opinions about people. We can. It's just like, I I felt like that wasn't me. It was me trying to be funny and it wasn't and cool and it wasn't. And I don't even know how we got on this topic. As I forget why I went down this this rabbit hole because it yeah, yeah it's totally fine. It's <laughs> I guess it well I guess it does have to do with these different versions of you, right? And like asking yourself like who do I want to be? And it's not that we have to be perfect all the time. It's not that. It's just like you know I had a big debate with myself. I said, do you want to take this down? Do you want to keep it up? Do you want to take it down? Do you want to keep it up? And I said, I kept it up for a while and just kept making me feel really uncomfortable. And then I was like do you need to keep this up? Is this like doing anything for you? And is it paining you for you to like have that out there? Like would you, you know? And I finally just said, no, I would I would feel a lot better if this piece was down. So I took the first piece down, the rest of it's still out there. Yeah. Whatever. But no, I mean, I'm not like saying anything bad. All I'm saying is that we have all, everybody on this planet has been in a position where they've said something or they've done something that they regret. Every single person, if you say no, you're lying. And you can have the idea of, no, I don't regret it because it led me to blah, 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 blah. I get it. Great. We're all spiritual. Here's my point though with this. We, everybody does that where they do something or say something, um, that they're not thinking about fully, right? Because everybody is coming from a selfish perspective on the planet. How does this affect me? Not how does it affect this person? And it's not until we look outside ourselves and say, how does this affect this other person that we start to have remorse and we start to say, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. But we've all been in positions where we've said things or done things that have hurt another person and that we're like, oh, I feel really icky about that. That's part of humanity. That's part of being here on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um So I think that's really normal. My point to that was if your actions, and so I get what you're saying, I agree with you, but my other point to that, which is where I thought you were going with it, but you weren't, was that if people are going to say, oh, you did this wrong, or oh, you're mean, or oh, you're this, like, fuck those people, fuck what they say, because for too many years, I've lived my life to try to please other people, and it's it's exhausting. And I just feel like if you're hearing this and you are always constantly trying to please other people, you're always putting other people ahead of yourself. It is time to put yourself first because it is too fucking exhausting to put everybody ahead of yourself instead of what you want to do out of life. Amen. I a hundred percent agree with that. hundred percent. And I think when it comes to, like, my situation, if it was something that I felt like, no, like, I I 100% feel good. Like, I did, I, I represented myself accurately. Even if it pissed people off, fine, that's your opinion. But I represented mm-hmm. myself accurately. But when I feel like I didn't represent myself accurately and people are upset, that gets me because I'm like, yeah, I'm upset about it too. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. when I can do something about it, I do. But your point is about, and it's it's a very important point, about pleasing others. And the truth is, when you start to actually do what you're saying and please yourself over pleasing others, they're going to be pissed and they are going to come yeah. at you. And they are going to say, say things that play on your insecurities because your insecurity is about not pleasing them and what that means about you as a person. But in actuality what most of us have done is create a uh, life where we have a lot of relationships that are set up so that we will please them to keep them happy and forgo our own desires and dreams. And mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Abby's right. You can't – that that's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know how many people a day, legitimately, legitimately a day, how many people tell me I'm going to go to hell? I get at least two people a day on TikTok telling me I'm going to go to hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But I get people telling me that I'm not pretty. I get people telling me I'm not smart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Keep it moving. I think what is, I think what hurts me and maybe other people is that when someone you're close to or someone that you were close to in the past is like, the actions that you're doing are not correct or the way that you're doing this is not right or you're hurting me in this process because I don't I think that most people are are not selfish and they really want to put other people they really think about other people's feelings and as mean as I am I am loyal to a fault and so if someone I'm close to tells me that I did something to hurt them then that's when it, it really does suck. And you kind of have to look at what you're doing. But again, it goes back to what you're saying. Why did they say that? Why do they not like your boundary? Why do they, why did their feelings get hurt? What was that? Because if you tell them, this is my boundary, you're not going to cross my boundary. And they do. And then you're mean. That is still a valid feeling for both parties. Yeah, they're valid for thinking that you're mean, but you're also valid for holding that boundary and holding that line that says you will not cross this. I do not care if I hurt your feelings because that this is a situation that needs to happen. And I think that when people really, um, really care about you, they understand that. Like you and I have had many arguments and I violated your boundaries, you have violated my boundaries, but it's never been to a point to where it's always been to, in my opinion, it's always been to a point to when I say you violated my boundaries or you say you violated my boundaries, we stop and we like look at how that happened Mm -hmm. instead of just like pushing forward and saying, fuck you, I don't care, you know? And I think that's the big difference in a lot of friendships, coworker, um, family relationships, all of that. Well, I think in a lot of other relationships, sorry, my ear always itches when I do this. I really have to do something about this. Um, I thought about you this weekend because I saw this like this like thing. camera you put in your ear. Oh yeah, and then, we like, have you that. Get the earwax my out. husband's done that. Oh, there's my nothing. God. There's nothing in there. That's what's weird. It's just itchy. There's I nothing have, in there. I think I might have huh. like allergies or something, or the, or it's just I have to like really really clean these. I don't know. Or maybe it's my earbuds. Whatever. Um, I think the difference between our relationship and a lot of other people other relationships is it's easier to walk away from them. Meaning like. You don't really have anything – you don't really have a common goal. You don't really have yeah. anything that you're working towards. You don't really have a lot – you have a lot invested in terms of time and emotion, but you 
beyond that, it's not like you have to show up to like make your livelihood work or anything like that. So that's actually been a benefit for our relationship because there's something that we both really want to do and create many things that we both really want to do and create. So I think it always reminds us like, okay, like let's take a break. Let's preserve, like let's make sure we're preserving this and preserving the relationship. And, you know, I, I think that gives us more awareness of like what we're doing, which is been amazing because our friendship is like unlike any other friendship in that way um but yeah I mean other friend other other yeah other relationships are more susceptible to (sighs) yeah I was gonna say something I was gonna say something else um about when you were talking about like people telling you you're not this and you're not that and you know oh the whole thing about um, you were saying, well, I don't care if I hurt your feelings because this is my boundary. It's like mm-hmm. because you crossing this line means means we hurt my feelings. So like yeah. it's okay for us to hurt my feelings but not yours, you know? Yep. That's what's um, – so, that you know, for anyone who struggles with setting boundaries because you're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. It's like, so it's okay to hurt your feelings. It's okay for them to hurt your feelings over and over and over again. Like, how is that okay? You know, like there's mm-hmm. not even some sort of equal ground there. Like you have to consider that. It, it's it, – there has to be balance. Um, I also want to say I did – I posted like a TikTok about this this weekend about how Jonah Hill – speaking of boundaries, Jonah Hill um, – released a statement on Instagram. He posted on Instagram and he just said, respectfully, please do not comment on my body anymore, good or bad. It politely, like as politely as I can, it doesn't make me feel good. Please don't. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Good, like hell yeah, good for you. Like set, it's crazy you have to set boundaries with people you don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like good for you for doing it because that is what healthy boundary setting looks like. That is what it looks like. And, and, I my TikTok was like speaking to my following saying, did you even know you could do this? Did you even know that you could tell the people in your life how to talk to you, how to treat you, what makes you feel good, what doesn't, what you will accept, what you won't? I bet you haven't even considered this. And it's so simple and it's so powerful. That being said, will it work with some people and will some people just continue to push past? Yeah, but then you set stronger boundaries. Like, this is what it looks like. This is what the mm-hmm. beginning looks like. So I, I thought that was really cool. Like, I thought it was really cool to have, like, a public celebrity example of someone just saying, like, this is how I would like to be treated, please, you know? I mean, I think that's really good. I don't think it's going to work. I hope it does. I hope it no, does but I think him. there's power in just setting the boundary. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I think that... I think that's really amazing on Jonah Hill's part, but I also feel like it's interesting to take stock of when you're with people, how do you feel? Because I don't think that we do that enough as, as people, we don't say enough. Does this person make me feel good when I'm with them? And if not, then why the fuck am I still with them? If, the, if hanging out with this friend, and I, I'm talking about more friends, if hanging out with this friend makes me feel good, awesome. But if hanging out with this friend makes me feel kind of shitty, then why am I doing it? And it's interesting because it's not that like 
you know, you, for example, you don't make me feel good hundred percent of the time, but I don't depend on you to make me feel good or bad. But I would say 99% of our, our interactions are positive as compared to negative, right? I have had friends in the past that I'm no longer friends with that when I had interactions with them, I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt, um, poor. I felt dirty. I felt like they were constantly judging me and nitpicking things that I said. And I would talk to them about it and it would still happen. So I walked away from the friendship. I didn't want, I chose peace over just having friends in my life. And I think that it's really important to kind of evaluate that and say, do I want this person in my life? Not will this person accept me? Do I want to accept them? And it's interesting as we go back into this like topic of looking at who we were in the past, right? Because I think we do that with other people as well. Well, we have, you know, we went to high school together or we, you know, did blah, blah, blah together, whatever. We have history together, but that's not the same person. What you're holding on to is an idea of someone. And it's not even the current idea of that person. It's the idea of who they were, hoping that you could get back to that. And I think in relationships, romantic relationships, especially, we do this. We hold on to the hope that this person will go back to the person they were when you first started dating, or this person will get better than who they are currently. And a lot of the times, like, it's, it would be better just to let go rather than to hold on hope that something will get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was also going to add to that. Um, well, it just slipped out of my head, so I guess I'm not going to add it. Um, but I saw it, – it, I'll let it come back if it comes back. But Ricardo said something on Facebook, said, in Portugal, we have a saying that goes sort of like, it's better to be alone than with bad company. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, – what were you just talking about? This is going to drive me crazy. The friends that were mean? Yeah. Friends Made me not- feel like not enough? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll let it go. I don't know. It'll come back if it's meant to. But um, – oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like, you know, in – sometimes it's hard – when you were talking about, like, basically interviewing your friends, right? Saying, like, do I want to mm-hmm. be friends with this, some, this person? Do I right. want Do I want to date this person? I spent so right. much of my life being like, please date me. Please, God, date me. Date, yes. will, will you date me? Will you date me? Will you date me? No, date, please, please, please accept me. And I look exactly. back on that version of myself, speaking of versions of ourselves, and I'm like, oh. Like, it makes me sad. It makes me want to throw up. It makes me feel like I'm so – I need to do more forgiveness around this part of me because I'm very harsh with it right now. I'm very much like, what are, what were you thinking? Like, why were you – like, I'm disgusted with this part of me in a way for having such low standards and having such low – having no boundaries. And and I, I know that this part of me I, – when I look at it compassionately, I know that this part of me just really wanted love and didn't know – didn't know about boundaries, didn't know about self-esteem – had to go through experiences to learn it. But mm-hmm. it's hard knowing what I know now and being this version of myself that I am now, it's hard to look back and have compassion. It's hard because it's just like, why would you do that to us? Like, why would you 
Why would you do that to our body? Why would you do that to our mind? Why would you do that to our heart? Why would you do that to other people? You know, and that is a big part of this old version, new version. That's kind of what I started out talking about is like, there is so much forgiveness and compassion that has to happen with these old parts of yourself because you, if you're a human being on earth, you likely did have versions of yourself that are really hard to look at and are really, they were naive, they were innocent, they were, you know, they didn't know, they were stupid at times, they were reckless at times, whatever. Um, and that's just the reality. But when it comes to yourself, or I'll speak specifically to myself, I think, you know, I because I am so sensitive now and I do feel so in tune with my power and in tune with my boundaries and in tune with what I deserve, it's so challenging me to be compassionate. It's so challenging. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I am continuing to work on that. But, you know, if you resonate with this and it's challenging for you, you are absolutely not alone in that. And I think that piece right there, forgiving your past self for just what it didn't know is huge. Like yeah. if we could do that, there's so much energy tied up in that, you know? That is so beautifully said. And I agree with that so much. If we could forgive our past selves for what we didn't know, because like you said, we look back, I look back at some of the people that I've dated and I do cringe. God, I cringe. <laughs> Um, but I also think that at the time I don't remember, like now I don't remember all of the red flags. I don't remember all of the situational, um, this, the whole situation that happened. I don't remember the conversations that happened. All I remember now is what an idiot I was then, or like the bad things that this person did. Right. So it's interesting because we don't really have all the facts in place, but the fact is we did it because we thought it was the right move at the time. Even if we thought it was the wrong move at the time, it's over, it's done. And it's really doing you no good to like beat yourself up about it. But moving on is definitely easier if you can forgive that part of yourself. Yeah, it definitely is easier, but I think that requires a lot of introspection, a lot of talking to your inner child, talking to your former selves. Visualization has been huge in that for me. Tapping, my modality has been huge in that for me. I think I for still, me too. yeah, I think I still have work to do there. Um, but you know, if that's something that you haven't done yet, I think you know either doing it yourself or getting support for that would be very, very beneficial for everyone. Um, even if you don't think you're holding on to anything from the past, it might be surprising to you if you you actually look back at like what you might not, what you might be holding a grudge against or not forgiving yourself for or something like that. Because we have we have many experiences in our lifetime, you know, and I think your, your point is right, Ambie, to like wrap this up is that <laughs> We look back with such clear eyes. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It's so easy to look back and be like, that was so stupid. Why couldn't you see that was so stupid for former yeah. me? But you're right. We didn't have all the experiences we have now. We didn't have the mindset we have now. Maybe we were impaired. Maybe, you know, maybe we were drinking or doing, you know, who, who knows what we were doing yeah. back then. But the, the reality is we did the best we could at the time with the information that we had, with the consciousness we had. And, um, You know, it kind of reminds me, actually, I just got a vision in my head of like, okay, when you play a video game, right, and you first get into a new level, it's like a a 
first person player video game where you you only have so many lives and stuff. When you first get onto a new level, you've never played this level before. Like you've you have no idea what dragon is about to pop out or like that you can't like hop on those little spikes over there or whatever. So like you try it the first time and you probably die pretty quickly because you just mm-hmm. don't know, you know? So then you go back to the beginning and you try it again and this time you're a little better but you're still learning more and more as you go on and then eventually you die again and you go back to the beginning and it's, it's a constant learning process to get to that next level. And when you finally get to the, the highest level and you've beat all the bosses and then you see someone else playing the baby levels, you're like, oh my God, like this is what you do. It's so easy. But when you were there, it was so hard. You know, it's, it's so, so it's all relative. It's all relative based on your experience and your perspective and hindsight is twenty twenty. And, and again, it's why it's really important to be compassionate um, with the old us versus the new us. So. Mm-hmm. That's my or like when a child's learning to walk. Have you ever yes. seen a child learning to walk and they fall down and they fall down and they get hurt and they fall down and they cry and they crawl and they don't want to walk anymore. And, you know, from an adult perspective, you think like, oh, it's okay. You don't think like you idiot. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> you think like, it's okay. You just get back up. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. And so if we could have that same compassion for ourselves when we're learning a new task or we're setting boundaries or we're moving into a newer version of ourselves that we've never been before, just a nice thought to think about to have compassion for ourselves, just like we're learning to walk. Amen. It's just something new. Amen. Learning to walk. Um. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I do want to share one more thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of off the wall, but it's very, I don't know. I'm going to share it anyway. So I had this download yesterday at the gym. Very weird. And (laughs) so anytime someone, I do a visualization and they're like, imagine your higher self. I don't know why I always envision Wonder Woman. And I'm always like, fuck yeah, Mm -hmm. like I got this. And then yesterday, what came into my mind was the Marie again. And and then I started looking up like all of this, um, these different uh, Celtic historian, I don't know, ideologies of the Marie again. And she has in some of them, she has purple hair. And like we just have a lot of similarities. And I was like, what the fuck? And it just kind of tripped me out. And now when I envision my higher self, it's the Marie again. So do with that information what you will. That's awesome. But. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. It, when I think of the Morrigan, I think of um, embracing the power of darkness. Like, kind of like the underworld. I, maybe not darkness, mm-hmm. but like the underworld. It's like embracing that. It's like embracing the shadow to access that power, right? It's not like love and light and all that. It's like going underneath and going to the parts that like people don't like to go, but finding all that power in that, in that. She's the goddess of death. Yeah, death. So. Like it's like the opposite of like higher self, bright light, white. (laughs) Bright light, love and light. It's like. Uh, no, you're going to kind of get fucked up a little bit. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to sting a little she's bit. She's like the bird lady. Yeah, she's synonymous with crows because she's a shapeshifter and she yeah. um, constantly shape, uh, shapeshifts into crows. And in the 17th century, they thought that when they were on the battlefield, if they saw a crow, they thought it was the Morrigan. And the Morrigan is synonymous with death. And so she was warning people. She would lay a crow would land on you and she was warning people like you're going to die next. 
So it would cause soldiers to either fight harder or it would cause them to end their life. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. That is wild. Well, I'm on Nike's goddess text service and the Moregan had one yesterday. Are you on that? No, I'm not. Let me tell you what the Moregan said yesterday. I'm excited about it. A new world is being born for you. That is why you have been shifting, reevaluating, and learning. Hold the faith that everything will work out. I love that. And then Quan Yin had a message today that I texted Nike and was like, "Are you, this? She is calling me out directly. I swear." Says it's time to understand that your harsh perfectionism no longer serves you. It is time to call in compassion and allow yourself to indulge in messiness. Quanyin, as that literally is my biggest fear. <laughs> so, well, you could come over to my house because my house is quite. We are uh, embracing the chaos and the mess over here. Nice. And I cleaned the backyard, so I have no energy left to clean the rest of the house. Perhaps um, another day. Can I tell you one thing that's like really off the wall in my world, but I just have to I like share it. It, yeah, it has nothing it. to do with spirituality. But um, okay. the other day, I was. Uh, I was uh, this weekend. I was like, you know, on TikTok, and a post came up, um, and it said like, "This person follows you," you know, and it says that, and I was like, "Oh wait, who is this?" And it was freaking um, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy follows you. I thought it was just like when people people can like put those stickers <gasps> on their. Uh, People can put those stickers and make it look like they're following you and they're not. So I thought that's what it was. And I clicked on her thing and it's like, follow her back. And I'm like, huh? I watch her all the time on The Masked Singer. So. Jenny McCarthy fucking follows you. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh my God. More evidence that the world is fucking flat. There there is no, like, do you even think about that, guys? For those of you on TikTok or social media, do you even think about the fact that, like, your TikToks are coming up on celebrities' TikToks? Like, like, probably, like, your favorite celebrities, your TikToks might be coming up on their stream. Probably are. Like, how fucking I swear to God that if, I don't know what celebrity, like, Megan Fox. (gasps) Megan Fox. If Megan Fox follows you, I don't know. But if she follows you. We need to have her on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think any of I don't okay. Well, I don't think any of these people are coming on the podcast, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want I'm Megan Fox out there. on the podcast. I want like um You don't Glennon want Doyle. Megan Fox on I like, the I want like Glennon Doyle on the podcast. I mean Glennon Doyle would be great. I love Glennon Doyle. I love her, love her, love her. I love Abby. However, if Megan Fox wants to be on the podcast and talk about her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly, I'd be cool with it. Oh, and wants to talk about spirituality. Wants to talk about Twin Flames. That would be awesome. I'd be here for it. Y'all heal me, like, flip my script real fast. I just want to warn everybody. I feel like we'd have to pay a lot of Machine Gun Kelly. I think you guys are so awesome. Yeah, you would flip your script real fast. I feel like we'd have to pay a lot of money to, like, get them on our podcast. Like, don't you think GQ, like, pays a lot of money for that? No? Yeah, I'm sure they do. But if they follow you on TikTok and they love you, it might be different. Yeah. Well, Jenny McCarthy follows, like, 5,000 people on TikTok. So I'm just just a number. That's not a lot of people comparatively. I only follow, like, 1,000 people on TikTok. And I feel like I follow a lot of people all the time. So that's a lot. All right. Anyway, anyway. I'm over it. <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment <laughs> that I was re- wasn't receiving. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, wait. Let's talk real quick before we wrap up. Couple things that we want to go over. 
Um, one, we have picked our winners uh, for our Inner Bloom Experience box, the last one for the foreseeable future. We have picked the winners for the giveaway. Um, the winners are Kate McConomy and yay! yay, Kate. I've already notified these these uh, lovely people privately, by the way. So, um, and also hold on because it's like a username. Da, 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 da. Queen of War, Queen of Wards, the Queen of Wards on Instagram. I think her name is Catherine. Um, Love it. So those are our two winners. Thank you for submitting your reviews. They were so beautiful to read. We really appreciate that. And for everyone who got an experience box, you will receive it by Halloween. That is the what we have been told. So keep an super eye excited. out. Yeah, super excited. And also for those of you who are wanting to join our Intuition 101 webinar, where we're going to go over how to connect to your intuition, how to hear your intuition, what type of intuitive you are, uh, what else, Ambie? What's how to connect to your guides, um, yeah, how to protect your energy, how to ground your energy. Also, we're going to do some fun stuff like remote viewing, all kinds of fun things like that. Cool. So that is a 90-minute webinar, and that is on October 28th. So it's next week. It's $44, and replays will be available. So you'll get an email after the fact with the video and anything else we include in the webinar sent to you. Um, or if you join live, there's going to be a Q&A. So you can uh, join in for that live. And um, we're doing it over Zoom. So we will put the link to the webinar in the show notes of this episode so you guys can get a ticket and join. Um, also our empath one-on-one webinar, which we did last month, which was really awesome, went really well. You can get that right now. If you'd like for a discounted price, it's $44 on our website, but if you want to get it, uh, for more than half off, you can sign up as our, for our Patreon at the dragonfly tier, which is $20 and you can get access to that webinar. It's posted on our Patreon right now. You can watch all 90 minutes. And um, you can also join in on our conversations with ARC9 every month. Um, this month, it is going to be on the last Friday of the month at 2 p.m. EST. So that is, what, October 29th? October 29th at 2 p.m. EST is when our do- we're doing our public conversations with ARC9. And that is where you guys get to ask one or two questions, depending how many people show up, to ARC9, the Arcturians, um, that ambrosia channels uh it's a really fun time it's really fun conversation lots of really cool stuff comes up when people ask different questions some stuff about like what's happening on the planet some stuff about how to deal with human things that humans struggle with it's really really a beautiful conversation and replay for those is all is uh, always available and when you sign up as a patreon you can watch all the previous ones we've ever done and we've been doing this for like three years so yep good stuff lot of uh, combos around it. It's really fun. And then also, I just want to say this really quick. If you did sign up for the Empath uh, webinar, check your spam folder because the email may have gone to your spam folder. So check your spam folder, please. Amen. Amen. Anything else? That is all. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we love you and uh, we will be back with another episode later this week. Until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.